0: We, we, we should rap about things that we like, 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 food! That's why. You buggin' ass You know it! We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food! You like
1: food, don't you? Got any, uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, white. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I you. am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free. What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes.
0: You are what you eat, and I am freaking cheese.
1: Okay, how was it? Mm, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about corned Mr. Haggard? I'd say you've had enough. Um. How's it going, Rory? Very well, thanks. First, first ever return guest. Yeah, right. That's I think you're actually the first guest as well, so. Um, no, no. Berman would well, have been the a a first guest, week or two, guest. two before me. I think because
0: yeah. that was my my preparation was listening to that and going, "Geez, how do I follow
1: this?" I, I was keen. I'm keen to get him back on, but he's just dropped a book, so he's yeah. off swanning around book tours, signing uh, signing multiple amounts of books. Just being a Brisbane legend. So I got some I got some, um, I got some uh, listener feedback, which is a shock to me because I didn't realise I had listeners. And uh, after the last guest episode. And so people want to know who you are. Who are you, Rory? Uh, My name is Rory. I'm a
0: a Brisbane chef, I guess. I've just uh, bought a food truck and I'm opening a beer garden slash food truck in uh, Morningside.
1: And we're actually sitting in the food truck and it's pretty fucking cool. We are. And it's about six times the size of my kitchen. So I'm quite jealous, including the six burner stove and the three metres of grill space.
0: It's huge, it's uh, maybe twice as big as my kitchen at home and similar size to the kitchen that I work in now, which may be big, probably bigger, more, more grill space, more bench space, a couple of things less, but all in all, as far as food trucks go, it's uh, big. I'd say probably twice as big as yeah. most trucks around.
1: Oh, I think it's absolutely awesome. And I was thinking on my way over here, like, you know, I live outside of Brisbane now on the farm, but. We lived in Red Hill when we were sort of, you know, I was running the pubs, the light music venues, and Vanessa was doing a PhD in, in her undergrad. And I'm sure there are a lot of cool places to eat, but I don't think there are sort of many cool, uh, not cheap, but like, you know, quirky places to eat, maybe good restaurants and stuff and good chefs. Yeah. Yeah. But that hole in the wall sort of ethos, I just don't know whether there was that much around Possibly 15 gone. years ago.
0: Casual stuff. I mean, 15 years ago, I was just a young idiot, not really spending money on food, so I didn't mm-hmm. really know. I mean, I, I mean, the, as fancy as it ever got for me was California Cafe in the Valley. Yeah. And that was it. That was my date place, like fresh out of high school. <laughs> that's where I, that was it. That's where I took girls. And, but that was all I knew. Like I wasn't mobile enough to get around. So there might have been cool stuff going on. I didn't know anything about it.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. Like, there was cool little beer gardens and cool pubs and places that sold reasonably cool beer. Yeah. Or or different beer, you know. Yeah. Anything not VB, basically.
0: Yeah, like, if you could get, like, a Heineken or something like that, you were just like, oh, this is the best place in Brisbane.
1: Like, we're, we're drinking a Steam Rail, Golden Digger, Gold Digger, Golden Ale. And, like, if if someone had come to me and said, you can serve it, because we only served bottled beer. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Cooper's Palo was about as freaky as we got, yeah. you know, I just, yeah, there's a lot of things now that make smaller venues. Um, I guess the, the overused word is boutique, but
0: yeah, I guess it's it. You can find a niche. You can find it with those sort of places. You can go, this is what I do. Yep. And that's every, there's, there's so many places these days that, you can kind of just carve out your little piece and say, "Well, we do this," and you know, like in Brisbane, there's what maybe ten craft beer bars now, but yeah. well, they all have their own little yeah. little thing. Like I don't think anyone's kind of going, "Oh, we're going to do what Archive does, and we're going to do what Scratch does." Or, well, we'll even down that. my
1: way, mate, we can go up the mountain and go up to Tambourine Brewery and yeah, and, right. and you know, get some some beer brewed locally, and you know, it's it's pretty crazy. It is, and even the little place. Well, it's not that little, but the um, the Golden Dragon down down the road. Um, you know they serve the tambourine stuff yeah, on really. tap. So you know, not my, my technical local though. I, I'd kill for them to have a, a decent chef. They're yeah, definitely right. from the school of everything's better deep fried. Yeah, right.
0: yeah. I found that a little bit in some of those places. Like I go down to Stanthorpe. Yep. You know, once or twice a year just to drink wine and yep. have fun, but. I've never really been wowed by...
1: And that's crazy food. because Stanthorpe has a bit of an Italian heritage, you know. You should be getting I've good...
0: Had, I've had some, some good sort of... They're not... ...price to tame, but stuff at the wineries, I've never been anywhere that I've been, and that, that could be just my failing as someone. Yeah. You know, we're kind of going on a tour and they're taking us we've We've been eating a couple of different places, and that's always fine, but it's not great. Yeah. you got
1: to you got to know the little places, but... Yeah. And that's the thing. I reckon there's sort of there'd be heaps of little places that I could you know quite happily go it's Friday afternoon I don't have kids where am I going to go and grab a feed and a couple of beers you know yeah. and I guess that's what you're going for here
0: that's the plan I mean it's the way we're going to do it is just change what we do yep. regularly so that there's always a reason to come and, and eat here like it's it's kind of like the work that I've done with the supper club the pop-up restaurant that I have been doing for a couple of years is it's almost like a collectible. If you go to an event, it's like, oh, were you there for the time that yeah. they had this dish? Or were you there for the time that they did this dish? So people can get, they get quite possessive over the, the yeah, things.
1: that we, we were there for that. Exactly, exactly. And so, then I, I guess if you're doing seasonal stuff, people will be going, I can't wait for someone to come back, I wonder yeah, if they'll bring that back.
0: Definitely. And I think that's the other thing for me was when I was approached to do the truck, I just sort of thought, don't want to be bored yeah because if I get bored I can't leave because I'm because
1: <laughs> it's not yours
0: mine <laughs> so I have to try I've sort of been conceiving the business with a way to keep it sort of engaging for me but also sort of engaging for customers and, and people to come down and go oh, what are they doing tonight what are they doing you know or, or do a theme you know whether, whether it's ripping out a cookbook and just going, I'm gonna do five recipes from from this from the Momofuku cookbook this week. Or I'm gonna do a fine dining, you know, sort of. I'll pull out. I bought a Jacques Ramon cookbook for ten bucks in a discount store the other day.
1: And I guess because it's a truck, and it's not like, it's not like a a, a restaurant, like even a cafe. You know. Yeah. It, it sort of gives you the freedom to go. Well, I don't have to do any style of food. just yeah. Do whatever I like. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I, the, I guess price is probably your biggest limit price
0: is absolutely the biggest limitation we have i mean the kitchen size is no limitation the the venue itself i think will probably fit 45 people comfortably nice and even more with with the bar itself and you know south side opening south side at night is for more space is another option so it doesn't have any of that but yeah price
1: is my concern no no three hundred dollar degustation menus here. No, I'd be very surprised <laughs> if we ever do anything that's
0: more than fifteen dollars.
1: Uh, well, I've got some some mates that live pretty locally, and I'll, I think they'll be pretty excited.
0: Well, I mean, it's Queensland, and it's a beer garden, and there's yeah. going to be food. Oh. So, what's we'll not to get excited about? Yeah,
1: like all you really want is cold beer, shade, and decent food, don't you? And that's in cool. in Queensland. We'll be trying to tick those three boxes, really. Yeah. As far as mission statements go, if we had
0: one, that's that's probably it, really.
1: It it's funny like Sal and I have talked to about this before, but the the stri- the the cheaper end of of food in Queensland and I still haven't been able to get to Eat Street Markets just because of um you know, getting out on a Friday, Saturday night's a bit of an yep. issue for me at the moment, but but um yeah, I don't know, like even the little the, the local markets, like your Saturday, Sunday markets. Yeah. And having someone doing like, you know, Cool waffles, or um, you know, s- something a bit different that that that's actually good food.
0: Yeah, the food uh, is getting great. Like I've, I normally work Saturday Sunday breakfasts. being mm. a breakfast chef. It's pretty hard to get out of them. But recently, I haven't been working Saturdays, so I've been going to the markets with my wife. At, just at Rock because we only live up the road. But the food is great. Like
1: genuinely, so good. Good market food.
0: Yeah, I would go to the markets for breakfast now, and that. I don't feel like going out to you know for a nice yeah, cool. cooked breakfast in a cafe because I know I can get a decent coffee and a barn mi for yeah, ten yeah. bucks and the barn mi is great. I had a chicken dosa the other day by this Indian family and that was great. Like I'll, I'm ba- I'm back there this Saturday and yeah. I'm gonna have some a curry for breakfast.
1: Because <laughs> why, why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, good good coffee and decent. And look, that's the weird thing is like you go to any market and you're pretty much going to get a half decent coffee now yeah but there's two
0: coffee there's actually there's three coffee places at, at Rockley that I can see and I've had coffee from all of them and they're all pretty good but
1: yeah yeah but we went to the Ormo show you know yep. just like the little local show yeah and um we, we got really nice coffee there just from a little you know a little coffee van Yeah. And yeah, then we went round to like the little food stalls, and it was still just deep fried everything.
0: And there's there's still plenty of that at Rockley, but I still look at it and think, why are people buying this? Like who's eating a cup of potato gems at mm. six thirty in the morning on a Saturday, with yep. paying a dollar extra for sweet chili sauce or something like yeah. that? Like why would you? Oh, there's there's so much good gear there now. That
1: that that's one of my one of my pet hates is. Um, uh, you know, you go somewhere, there's some nice fish and chips. Yep. The fish and chip mob down the road this did, did this to me the other day. And I love my aioli chips. Yeah. You know, you know, mayonnaise. And so you get fish and chips, oh, can I have some aioli? And they give you this tiny little 15 mil bloody tub and you go oh can i get some more alley yeah no worries that'd be two bucks yeah Thanks.
0: it's like Holy it's like charging Jesus. for like buying a pie getting charged for tomato sauce yeah like just factor it into the cost yeah, that's, of the pie Factor it in
1: well the the last time it happened to me at the fish and chip shop i'm like i'm not coming back here yeah. like if you just charged me i don't know what i paid 12 bucks for a bit of some calamari some chips and a drink yeah 13, 14, if you charged me an extra dollar, I wouldn't have even blinked. Yeah. Wouldn't have even said, oh, yeah, that's what it costs. Yeah,
0: there's wiggle room in the, the big price. But don't sting me. All,
1: but all you did, and then um, and then they didn't, that's right, they gave me the extra one, and they hadn't put the original one in the thing. So I was, right. like, I was like, doubly, I was like, oh, man, you guys are, you guys are just don't understand customer service.
0: But you know it's coming out of the bucket as well. Like,
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they've uh, lovingly no, handmade I mean, that for me. Just don't on feed my... <laughs> the
0: garlic themselves, and no, there's just no uh, way. Uh,
1: Sal gave me some really nice um, Australian garlic the other day, and uh, yeah, I've been. Oh, I just oh, something. Oh, I I I call it my midlife crisis, but I mean, getting off the sour cream and getting into the like heaps of garlic and i grow tribes through some yogurt and just sort of letting it sit overnight yep. and then just having that on freaking every, I had it with wedges the other day. Yeah right. And I was just like man but yeah. Yeah just,
0: my wife makes a ripper, garlic sort of yogurt mint number. For Whenever we have lamb it's like oh yeah just make some of like that.
1: And the, the the one that blew me away was I made up I'll, I'll buy the yogurt in, a, in the liter things and, uh, until the cow starts milking again I'll go back to making my own. But um, I made up like half a litre of it and let it sit. I couldn't believe how much better it tasted the next day. Yeah, always. After it smoothed out. Um, Yeah, it was just fantastic.
0: Yeah, it, it, everything oh, everything tastes better the next day. Yeah. Every single thing. You make curry better the next day. Sauce better the next day. Nothing tastes great. Straight away. No, no. No, that's great. I, and I find with aoli as well, like making it at work, the only way to tell if it's right... Is to make a couple of chips and, and, <laughs> and have chips. a taste <laughs> because it's, that's yeah. how the customers going to have them. Like you got to, yeah, it's all well and good to taste they goes this season.
1: Well, we we sell some. We we were, I work in the butcher industry and we sell these this range of um, glazes for meats. Yeah, and they're quite strong. Yeah, and one of the other guys I work with, he's like, ah, oh, they're too strong, you know, you know, it's just it's it's too much, and I'm like, yeah, but you got to understand, we're trying it on a bit of diced steak yep. where it's completely coated in it and we're like eating it like a person's going to have it on a whole piece of meat with, and with yeah. starch and vegetables yeah. and, and a bit of sauce you know it's it's blends right out
0: that's a, it's the easiest thing to to stuff up when you're cooking is just not tasting everything together and, yeah. and things like that i mean it's one of the first sort of good lessons i reckon you get when you're in your apprenticeship is you taste everything and taste it at every stage
1: so say you're you're doing the menu for here how um, how much testing will you do? Like, would you test every dish once, uh, twice? Or, or do you sort of go, I've made that dish for... I'm more or less... A know, version of that dish yeah. for ages. I, I know what I'm going to do with it.
0: I have stuff that I know that I've done before. So mm. I will go, I know how this is going to turn out. And I'll taste it as I'm making it and go, this needs more of this, less of that. It needs to have this with it. That sort of stuff. But leading up like when we used to do red robin events where there would be you know we i'd plan the menu sort of a couple of months in advance a lot of the time and we'd just be eating it for dinner a lot of time yeah. like i'd be yeah. like i gotta get my fried chicken yeah. right so we're eating yeah. fried chicken, chicken. And, yeah know, it's every like a fortnight
1: i was doing a silver side corn, corn we're trying to get a corn meat cure that had mustard flavor in it and oh jesus i just ate so much suicide before christmas just yeah. just Corn meat after corn meat after corn meat trying to, trying to get this thing right. I've been like that
0: with black beans until I got my black beans recipe right. And yeah. it was just, oh, and these then, are all and right. do and not want
1: And then you not want to look at six months? It's the black-
0: once they came on the menu when I was at Paw Paw and the black beans were on the menu every day, then I was just like, I don't need to eat these in my <laughs> private life I'm, ba- I'm back on them in a big way now. But there was probably 18 months where I was like, oh, I don't need to eat black beans again.
1: When the, when the twins first came, um, it's actually probably one of the best times of my cooking, I reckon. And I probably should force myself into... You know, when you get forced into doing something a certain way. Yeah. So when the twins first came, we had a nanny and she was a vegetarian. And so we didn't go ve- completely vegetarian, but I, I started to think, well, I have to cook something that's a meal for a vegetarian. And then if I want to add some chicken or some beef or some pork or whatever I can... But it's still got to be a meal for them. I can't you just can't be Can't just be like I'm going to cook pork and salad, and you can just have <laughs> salad. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did a um, <coughs> um, I did a bolognese with no meat in it. Like, I'm
0: sure I've heard of a podcast about yeah, it. beans, chick chickpeas, and yeah, yeah.
1: kidney beans, and just just basically every bean I could get, and just slow cooked it with heaps of oregano. And I was like, man, something is actually better yeah, right, right. than my normal bolognese. And I don't know whether it was because I had to think about the flavours and the profile and, and everything that sort of built it up a lot more than when I would normally just throw a bit of mince in for a bolognese. It's
0: easy for it to sort of become a crutch for flavour. Like when I did black beans, it was the same. Like I would eat a black bean burrito mm. now, as much as I would like a you know a marinated pork or you know, yep. like a braised pork burrito. Like, mm. If you get your black beans right, they're just as good, good. just as meaty yep. flavour-wise.
1: And I was never a big fan, but I think of beans. But I think I ate a lot of crappy four bean salad, yeah, sort of stuff when I was a kid. Yeah,
0: my wife loves that four bean mix, and I just cannot get behind it.
1: Oh, look! If you're gonna drain it out and tip it into a into a soup or something, or it's gonna, oh, it's just gonna, gonna add in. a bit of bit of bit of um. Yeah, no,
0: she'll chuck or, a tin of it in a
1: in a salad. Nah, like that. Just, it's just like just just eating the, chalk. Yeah, it's, it's not for me. <laughs> and I'm sure there's really like you can. You know, get some beans that are nice in, in that salad sort of situation. Yeah, but yeah. tin tin, tin four bean mix I don't think's the answer.
0: No. Just tin beans in general, in if you're eating them in a fresh sort of nah, I don't know. No. Nah. Not for me. Just get dried beans and,
1: just... and go from scratch. Yeah. I mean no one's got time but No. Well I am I've I've started a sourdough starter at the moment. Yeah, right. And um I don't know why, I was just just having a bit of a read on some stuff for sour three,
0: three kids not keeping you busy enough yeah, you that's right on. no no I thought oh I'll just
1: have a look because um, we, we can get flooded in Yeah. quite easily and um, I, I always keep a big tub of flour okay. usually just pasta flour because yeah. I love making pasta pardon me but um, I was thinking oh, I should should you know have, have a bread back up and you know yeah. rather than just having making normal bread I thought I'd oh, I'll have a look at sourdough. And uh, I thought last time I researched it, you had to feed it every day and really keep on top of it. But the stuff I read sort of went, no, no, just stick it in the fridge for a week, take it down the weekend, give it a feed, and it's ready the next day. And so I was like, okay. And then I read the recipe, it's like three days (laughs) to make a loaf of sourdough.
0: You need to be properly invested. I haven't haven't toured around with sourdough sourdough in a few years now, probably... Oh, four years, and I've never had a starter that I felt was... It was, was good smart. enough. I've, I've always done something wrong and never been smart enough to figure yeah. out what I've done wrong, because I've never pulled something... And a lot of it's the oven you're cooking the bread in, but I've always figure I must have stuffed something up along the
1: way. Well, I think part of the... Like, I've, I've, one of the things that I that, that's on the list that has to come into the farm at some time is a wood fired oven. That'd be great. You know, like, I've got the space... I've got the timber, you know. Yeah. Th- I think it's almost criminal not to have it. And we love pizzas, you know. Yeah. And I think if you had a wood-fired oven outside somewhere, that's awesome party, you know. Yeah, definitely. Here, make up 20 bases, put all the toppings out for the kids and just, you know, just cook them one after another. Yeah. Um...
0: I've got a mate who keeps threatening to – and he was a, a stonemason for years and he keeps sort of saying, oh, we, you know, we should do it. and I can't tell if he's joking or not because I would be keen from becoming, you know, a yeah. little fight oven in my yard, but I don't want to say, yeah, let's do that, and him say, "I've actually, that's actually a running joke that yeah. I didn't realise that you didn't get. So um, I might actually be getting one unless I've yeah. this completely wrong.
1: Well, the one of the guys I follow on Twitter who's a professional sourdough baker, he built like um, – he built a uh, wood-fired oven in his backyard for 200 bucks.
0: Yeah, right. I've seen that sort of stuff done for, where they f- can do
1: 44-gallon drum, recycled bricks. I think the most he paid was for the actual fire bricks to yeah. put on the inside of the 44-gallon drum. Yeah, right. And, yeah, like, photos of, of his sourdough, and they, you know, look fully professional.
0: I saw in a magazine maybe seven or eight years ago someone built one in the back of a trailer. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And I've always thought... Jeez,
1: that's a good idea. Well, we we went to a wedding celebration last year, and they had the, and, and this is another thing like how things have changed. They had a the mobile wood fired pizza, people yeah. do do the do the party like that was their party food. A few
0: of those around there, obviously. and
1: it was like you know someone just walking around. My three year old just thought he was in heaven. So someone walking around, would you like a piece of pizza, <laughs> would, you, would you like some different pizza, yeah. and um, yeah, he thought it was great. But us, it's like, man, that's, again, so different from, you know, sort of pig, not, not that I'd ever turn down pig on a spit, but, no. you know, that the mobile catering, you know, has come, probably come a fair a fair way. Yeah, it's... Well, for a budget, I guess. You'd
0: think, yeah. I mean, it's... it's I figure the rest of the industry has gotten pretty competitive and, and then surely that's affecting catering yeah. and...
1: People have got yeah. to find niches.
0: And with... You know, I think the wedding industry went up its own ass a bit, it's so people <laughs> now, uh, I mean, it, it might have always been up its own ass. but, yeah. you know, three or four years ago, when I was planning my wedding, it was a nightmare, and Oh. we couldn't a... find anyone to, that would do anything remotely customizable for a reasonable yeah. price. We ended up getting married overseas, and not really, like, we went to Vegas, and...
1: Wed- weddings and babies, mate. Yeah. It, it's it's like, uh, I don't know if you watch um, uh, The Checkout. But I, I just love, like, if, you you, have seen if you've got kids and you watch that as a guilty mum, and you just, if you had coin, you could rack up bills for baby stuff, like, just like water. How
0: do
1: you mean? Oh, like, so, you know, I've got a little $1.50 app on the, on the iPhone that plays with, like, different white noise, yep. for, you know, just so that if there's a bang or something that they, when they're just going to sleep... So they cost me dollar fifty. But if you wanted, you could buy yeah. a thing that plugged into the wall that would cost you seventy bucks and would play those five same white noises, and that's all it would do. Yeah, right. So for every little thing that you can think of, someone has made. There's a
0: piece of equipment for all of these tiny little yeah things.
1: If you get on get on YouTube and, and just watch the, you can g- Google that the as a guilt as a guilty mum series is oh. freaking hilarious. Because you're looking at it and you go, like, oh, I, I know someone that would, would buy that. Oh, I mean,
0: every parent, that I, every person that I know that I, I has think, kids.
1: I think the best one was the homeopathic remedies for babies. <laughs> and
0: no, it's no, just like... Don't, 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 get, don't get me started. I'm, I'm with a, with a chef who has kids and he's... I have to hear it. All, all the day, time. All the time.
1: I've got another mate who's just about to have a kid and he's like, oh, you know, what do I need? And I'm like, well... Really, these are the the like four essential things that you need. Yeah. That really help you. Everything else, you know, you can get it if you want. It's it's not, yeah. it's not the end of the world.
0: You'll figure out how to get away, get around it.
1: Mm. And when you're like me and you got three, you're always trying to minimise your stuff because you got to take it yeah. everywhere.
0: Oh yeah, getting into one car must be a nightmare for us.
1: Um. It's not too bad, but yeah, it's, it's full to the gills now. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Now, there's that great Louis C.K. bit where he talks about putting all his kids, you know, they're going on a vacation and getting all the kids strapped into the car. Yeah. And his vacation is walking from one side <laughs> of the car to the, well, everybody's in the car and he's walking to the driver. He's like, that's my vacation. And I think that's probably, that seems to be what it seems like for all the fathers that I know. It's like just that bit when there's no one around.
1: Even stuff like getting stuff done on the farm, Um, like we came, we had two weeks off over Christmas, and then I took an extra day off on the end of my holidays where all the kids went to daycare, just so I could mow the lawns. Jeez, (laughs) and that's all I did all day. It's just because you know Brisbane summer.
0: Speaking of, I might be a podcast or two behind Mm -hmm. the cows.
1: So gone, gone. The three original cows. Um, my, my farmer mate who lives with me, he's chatted to a couple of people and he's 99% sure they went to council and council sold, council them, off. sold them off. Which, well, he can't really work out how, because they're, they're tagged. Yeah, right. And if they're tagged, like...
0: Surely they've got, it's like losing my yeah, dead dog or something like that. Well, that's
1: be- right. It's, it's on a record yeah. and, and they're registered to me. You should just ring them up and, and back they come. But, yeah, lazy council worker that day or something okay. or... Someone the cow I've got now is fantastic and she's huge, but I don't know. I've had her for four months, three months. She was supposed to be pregnant when I got her. And she's she, obviously not. Or... No, no, she's very big, but also the 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 grass that I've had since she's come has just been unbelievably good. Yeah. Right. So and jerseys are really really hard to tell because they just they just yeah. then it's naturally round. Yeah. So. Uh, But, you know, it's like 80 or 90 bucks to get a vet to come out and check. So I'll probably wait another month.
0: I it becomes more obvious.
1: And then, yeah, if she hasn't, if she hasn't carved, I'll, um, I'll have to send her off and get her pregnant, so. Yeah. And then maybe look around and see if I can buy another pregnant one. Yep. Because, yeah, I'm really missing not having milk.
0: No, I think it certainly seems like something once you've got a supply. I guess it's like i got chickens and I'm not going back to no, buying eggs buying
1: eggs I hate it when I have to buy eggs so I've got five chickens but I've also got I've got and they're in two different places like one right near the house where the little chickens are and then the big chickens are down at the, the bottom Yeah. Um, but I've got a goanna that likes to haunt the big chicken pen yeah right and so does it eat just the eggs just or? the yeah. eggs yeah and the, it'd eat babies if there was babies yeah. but yeah just the eggs but it's just you know you, you go down and you haven't gone down for a couple of days and there should be six or seven eggs and you go down there's nothing there just a bit of shell in the bottom of the pan Ah, oh, man that yeah, sucks so I don't know what I'm going to do about that because there's really you know if you want them to range you're really you, you, if you're opening it for the chickens then you're opening it for the guanans yeah, you know? yeah we've, uh,
0: I've got two and they're real pains at the moment real sporadic <laughs>
1: laying yeah and real up and down quality yeah right
0: just or one will lay one massive egg yeah. every couple of days, yeah. and one will lay smaller eggs regularly. And
1: have you got Have you got a butcher you're friendly with? oh not off
0: the top of the head, but maybe.
1: Just Just go to a butcher, usually about two or three in the afternoon, and ask them for the bone dust off their bandsaw. Yeah, right. Now you only want to give it to them, sort of like a good handful each once a week and yeah. give them too too much they'll start pecking at each other they sort yeah. of get cannibalistic yeah. but that bone dust it's got protein it's got because it's got all the the bone chips in it from where it goes through the saw yeah it's high in calcium um yeah. and it just just gives them a massive boost and usually makes the eggs go from this sort of pale yellow yeah. to like the real almost red
0: yeah I'm, i mean i'm getting the color is. It's yep. great I'm getting just some weak yolks as well yep. like it must just be one of them
1: yeah just, just something in the diet yeah or you
0: know I'm always thinking temperature and stuff when we get a, a really brutally hot, hot week or week, something yeah they, yeah, they they're not real fun to be around they
1: don't they don't like the heat I really don't like my, my actually my setup down the bottom is really good for chickens at the moment because it's it's been there for a while and it's completely covered in um, passion fruit yep and then I've got the bees sort of on one side on one run and then the, the chooks have the other run. But um, in their actual pen, like, it can be, you know, 36, 37 degrees and it's a good five or six degrees cooler inside their pen. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's where they go and hang out. Yeah, so. that's
0: pretty good. Yeah, I, um, my guys get a bit, of, a bit of the midday sun, not so much in the morning or afternoon, yeah. but in the middle of the day, it can, yeah. you can really get yeah.
1: Yeah, might. And sometimes
0: they'll just there's a, there's a great shaded spot in their run, and I was like, ah, we just prefer to hang out in the sun and squawk about it.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, they they, they nice. sort of go where they're comfortable. Yeah. Um, my, my chi- the chickens and the um, um and the cow are both not keeping up with the grass at the moment. They're absolutely being outgrown. I Had to go in and slash the um had to go in and slash their, their pen the other day. The grass was sort of like six, seven foot high.
0: That's pretty rare for you, isn't
1: it? Yeah, they sort of normally get on top of it and, and keep it down. So and
0: you don't usually seem to get a lot of rain based on... Look, if you follow you on Twitter, you're not, pretty well aware of
1: Not the last... Th- this year hasn't been too bad, but it's a bit hard for me to say because we had to put an extension in because we are having the twins. Yeah. So now I've got more roof... And I've got an extra tank, but I've also got five of us instead three of us. Yep. And we have a lot more people coming to stay just because we need a bit more help. Yep. Um but until, before Curtis came, every February my tanks would be overflowing. So you'd be full and water just would be running down the hill. You know, it'd rain and you weren't you had no more capacity. And the last two years I haven't had full tanks. Yeah. Right. And last year was definitely low rain. We, we didn't have one day where we got more than, like, 20 mil. Yeah. Um, and we normally get flooded. And we haven't had a flood. So we normally get flooded in. The little bridge down the bottom of my hill on the main road normally gets flooded and it floods at the other end and we have a couple of days where we, we can't go anywhere. So right. and we haven't had that for two years.
0: I'd love that, I
1: reckon. Mm. Just,
0: uh, sorry I'm not coming in, I'm flooded in. Yeah,
1: my boss reckons I've just got a set of photos from the first time we got flooded in and like once a year I just go sorry guys can't come to work today
0: oh, I'd feel too bad though I'm so conditioned to being a chef like a small business chef yeah. at the moment like I had a couple of sick days last week and i like I've got Ross River fever so mm. I'm, I'm genuinely too sick to be working yeah but I just I feel like I'm lying every time yeah. I'm calling work and saying look I'm, actually I'm too sick to work and it's because I'm just I'm used to being the boss and going there's no way this guy is sick yeah so I'm just I'm conditioned to, no, you always work.
1: When, when I first came to Brisbane and, and like I was the same, I've been working since I was 14 and I was working for the Franklin Supermarkets and, and um, you know, first year of uni, going out and that. And I genuinely, we'd gone out and I hadn't had much to drink. But I was genuinely sick, you know, i something up. And I, I rang the guy up and I uh, said, oh, mate, I'm, I'm too sick, I can't come into work this morning don't you fucking lie to me, you little bastard. You're out in the piss last night. You're hungover, aren't you? And I'm like, uh, uh, because I had been out. I was like, uh, uh. You guys, nah, I'm only teasing you, mate. You're all right. You have a, you have a rest. <laughs> it was like, fuck.
0: Oh, I used, to, I used to love a sick day when I was a public servant, but mm. since I became a chef or even working in hospitality, like, you know how many staff there are and yeah. you know how bad it's going to be if someone is not there. Like,
1: Well, the, the place I work for now is the same. Like, we're only a little, in terms of staff, there's, you know there's I don't know, 20 people or something but you know they each sort of section of staff expertise is only sort of got two or three people in it so if you take a day off you're just heaping heaps of pressure back on the other two people you know
0: I've never worked in a kitchen where working you know with a bit of not sort of prob- probably sick but working with a bit of like I'm not feeling great yeah, isn't like it's always way worse to have a sick day yeah. and then go in the next day and have everybody hate your guts. Yeah. That's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> like chefs are just pricks if you But
1: what have you got everyone else sick before?
0: No, I mean I'm not talking anything like that. Anything yeah. that's sort of at risk of making people You're sick. sick, you gotta stay especially start. in a kitchen. You but think... I mean I worked for six weeks in two thousand ten with a full cast on one arm, like isolated thumb and everything I, I couldn't hold the pan properly but there was no one that could do
1: it, do it. like it was Yeah, because what no, what because obviously if you're a head chef you're not working every single shift eh? there'd be some shifts you um, gotta delegate well theoretically it's
0: probably it's been different since when I used to work nights that's probably sort of the case depending on where you are but as a breakfast chef or you know breakfast lunch like the place that I work at now is not open at night, yeah. Or at the moment, it's not open. At night. So there's As no backup. Part. So it's there's no. You've got just enough people hired to get through the exact amount of shifts. Like if you call in sick, someone's doing an extra day. Yeah. Or if You know, if you call in, someone's doing an extra two days. That sort of stuff. Like yeah. If someone wants to go on holidays, you've got to scrounge. You know, call chefs. You know, no. do you want to come and do a couple of weeks or yeah. something like that? Or we're pretty lucky in that they own a few restaurants, so there's almost always someone that's keen to pick up an hour or two.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Holidays are freaking important. But right? I'm, I
0: mean, you know, I'm looking forward to. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. But I'm looking at the last holiday I had being the last one for a while. About to with this place opening, i sort of
1: yeah. You know,
0: I don't really know what it's gonna bring. But I had a good holiday over Christmas, and um,
1: yeah, because it be the last one for a while. You, you sort of got to set it up, but I guess the 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 beauty is once you set it up, and if you can find someone that to work with you, if you get it to the stage where you've got someone working with you, then, you know, you can steal a shift here and there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of weird going into something and kind of going, like you said before, like, how many, who's, what's the deal on my set? Oh, I guess I'm the only one who's going to be working Good. here to start, but after the first week, it might be a case that I'm, I'm hiring yeah. three days in. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't, I have no idea what the demand's going to be like. Yeah. And I'm pretty confident, it's a good kitchen to work in that I'll... And you in.
1: don't really want to hire someone and then have both of you sitting around... Exactly. ...waiting for someone to come and... The initial buzz wears
0: off and you just sort of... You, you're taking this level out a bit and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, sorry, man, but I actually don't need you at all. So I'm sort of looking at doing it and, you know, my wife's going to jump in and, and help out. And yeah. She's sort of watched me cook a fair bit
1: and... So have you cooked in here, here much yet?
0: I... We did a, a bit of an Australia Day thing, which I, I sort of used in here just to as a storage area and stuff. I actually cooked. I brought the Weber in, and yep. I've got a rotisserie on the Weber, so I just cooked some chickens over charcoal and, and did some stuff here with that. So I've had a little play around, and, and we filmed a video for the Possible campaign, and I made I cooked lunch for us out of here. So yep. I, I know the ovens work, and I have used the deep fryer, and, and you sort and of had a bit I've of turned everything on, but I haven't set up and. Yeah. I'm
1: still... It's it's like a really functional space though, isn't it? Like you, you're not going to have to move much to get... Like it's a big yeah, space, it's... but everything's really quite close. It's, it's
0: all sort of within, you know, two or three steps.
1: And it is sort of just wide enough that you could have two people in here and going um, past each other.
0: I reckon during service you could get... You could easily have three people in here without it yeah. being an issue at all. You've got three three sort of clear sections where no one's really getting in each other's way yeah I think it, that it doesn't hurt that it was actually built by the chef that owned it beforehand with a, oh, man, okay. was a welder yeah right and he um it was sort of built in Western Australia and he um used it for events race days things like that yeah I think he's married to a Brazilian and so they did sort of nominally Brazilian food although I saw their menu and I, I'm Br- doubting it. Br- Br- Br-
1: Brazilian influenced? I wouldn't even say that. <laughs> like I'm just just looking like
0: there was like tandoori chicken wraps, and I'm like tandoori chicken wraps on Brazilian food or. Brazilian chips was chips with parmesan cheese, and that's not Brazilian, Brazilian food. Oh, look, I'm not, I'm not an expert. Well, right? it's a, it's a bit
1: hard to set up a fire pit in a fire, in a in and a truck. And to his
0: credit, he actually has a restaurant on the Sunshine Coast now. there that he does. That, that, that is a Brazilian food. barbecue restaurant. And yeah. looks, it's quite good. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that he built it, it's very chef designed. And, yeah. Yep. You know, he's paid a lot of.
1: Yeah, you can always tell when someone's. Built it to sell, you know, like built it to sell because they think there's a market for that compared to someone that's actually going to have to work in it. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah,
0: there's a lot of little touches in it, that, like the fans. Mm. They're perfect.
1: And even the, um, I noticed all the, the drawers and stuff look like they're
0: the safety drawers that yeah, yeah. around when you're driving. Yeah,
1: or, or even, you know, you can't just sort of rip them open and leave yeah. them open, then they're, they're going to close up. So.
0: Yeah, there's a few little things like that that I'm... I'm glad someone more sensible than I sort of designed it (laughs) because I'm not really one for thinking ahead with things like that.
1: Yeah, sit down and plan it out. Well, our house is all sort of, well, not been renovated, but like added to or changed or, you know, the floors are all... And the only thing that's really left that's not been altered at all is the kitchen because I'm just... I'm not... I just don't want to buy a kit and yep. whack it in like you know I want a nice stainless steel bench where I can do a bit of cheese making and I've got this cool oven gas oven that a mate pulled out of a is it how
0: is the oven happening it's sort of what's happening with the oven this week
1: so I've talked to the, the gas mechanic and he's like yeah yeah I'll just fill the the, um, the jets in so I think with natural gas the jets are wider than uh, bottle gas so he said he fills the jets in, like, basically clogs them up with, with metal okay. and then re-drills them out to the right width for bottle gas. He's like, yeah, next time I'm down the coast, I'll drop in and do it for you. So, so it may
0: actually happen.
1: That was a week ago. I think we got off the podcast last week and organised it then. And he said, yeah, text us your address, and I haven't heard back since. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I'm just like really want you to come down because yeah it's a beautiful oven
0: oh it's if you cook food at all at home in a restaurant if you're half interested like nothing can really get you excited better than like a nice looking oven
1: and and the the thing is like i've got this like i had a bad electric oven and um my parent my father and mother-in-law pulled out their oven and put in a new one. And their old oven was an upgrade on the oven we had. Yeah. And even now, like one of the elements the you know, the thing that holds it up, it's an yeah. electric oven, which is bad for a start. Yeah. But one of the elements that holds it up is completely corroded away. So the elements just sort of tapping in the thing. so that the pan has to be wider White, than, the, yeah, than yeah. the element. If you put a pot on it that's the same size, the element just disappears into the stove. Yeah, okay. Um, one, one element only works flat out one element only works on low <laughs>
0: yeah look i the, the kitchen I work in now Picnic has burners like that where you're just like this one the pile will blow out if it's not going sort of
1: so, so gas can get like that as well gas well, can be a bit
0: I just think it's been cleaned and something's gone in there in, in the, there's the, just something in there that's, that's blowing yeah, the pilot out just needs or, a you know, good service you know, or something exactly but every now and again like you'll wash them you'll, you'll clean it out and stuff every Sunday yeah and come Monday morning you're like I hope all the burners are good, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, because like in the in the heat of the moment, if something doesn't work out...
0: How... It's more that like the thing that really gets you is that if the pilot doesn't stay lit. So if you constantly, oh, yep, I'll do like a quick, yep, mushrooms on toast, that's done. And then if it blows out, then you've got to go, okay, where's the where's, where's the, the, light? the lighter? I've got to turn it on again. Or you might be wanting something to go low yeah, and low is not enough to keep... It on, it'll just blow out on low so yeah, yeah. it'll
1: it drive you nuts my, my parents have a little beach shack on Curtis Island and they they bought a brand new gas oven and for some reason it's just fucking terrible like the oven doesn't light with the clicker you've got to reach in and light it it goes hot and then doesn't go hot like I've cooked a roast in it before and the roast veggies have come out like three quarters cooked And then come back the next year and they burned. I just cannot freaking work it out.
0: Everything's funny though. Like getting this truck, like I'm not the best with that sort of stuff. I have no patience for I just kind of like, oh, it should just turn on, you know. I just want it to work. And trying to figure out how to get, oh, have I figured out the gas, you know. And because it's not just like, oh, we're open in a week and I'm doing heaps of stuff. It's like I come in and I'll make like I made lunch first for the, the Possible video and it's like, oh, well, I need to use these burners and I'm trying to figure out which one is the hottest, you know, which, yeah, you know, I'm not really getting a chance to do any of that and the other day using the deep fry for the first time, I just, I couldn't, couldn't get the parts for the like man and I have this issue with, with every deep fry. I think a lot, of, a lot of chefs do in Dude. restaurants where you just, oh, is it this thing? Is the clicker working? What's going on? <laughs> and, you know, my business partner, John, goes, maybe it's this and he opens up the... Pipe and I ended up wearing oil. Like these shoes will never be the same. <laughs> Maybe it's this, and he's cracked that, and I'm sitting on the ground. I've got
1: that's that, that's that what that you want. Flame and oil yeah. spilling I mean, out. Luckily, of it, it was I
0: couldn't get lit, so the oil wasn't hot. But you don't want cold yeah. oil all over your legs.
1: Because we've had the twins this year, like so. I do the podcast on a Wednesday night, and Vanessa cooks dinner, and she's a good cook. But I do all the I do all the cooking. Like yeah, it's just I, I enjoy it more than she does, and so mostly on wednesday night she'd either been doing something in the oven that was either you know that i'd cooked or was sitting in the freezer or something easy that she could just whack in the oven and not have to worry about it yeah,
0: my wife has pet dishes that she knows yeah she knows just, she just likes them she rip, rips them out
1: yeah and then so this one night she must have had an easier day or whatever and decided to actually cook something on the stove yeah. and I'm, I'm driving home from the podcast and get, get this phone call um well, what's the go with this front burner? I'm like, oh, which one, the left or the right one? The right one. Yeah, no, that one only goes on flat out. Yeah, yeah, I figured that I have burnt this. Oh, Which one should I use? And I said, well, if you're cooking potatoes, you should be using the left back one. Yeah. If you're cooking something on low, use the right back one. It you know, only goes, and she's like, uh, it's just, it just sounds too hard. You need to get a decent oven that I can use. Yeah, it's,
0: it's never... Oh I just nothing's ever a problem until it starts directly affecting her with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, we can make we can make, do, we can make do with this. But
1: it's funny how, like, I cook on it now, and I just, like, you don't even think... you Like, you know all the... Yeah. And Ryan, my best mate, said, you know, it's funny that the worst thing in this house is this kitchen, and the worst, the absolute worst thing in this house is the oven. Like you of all people, to have this crappy kitchen. That's that's
0: potentially a case of just wanting to do it once and do it right. That's right. And spend a couple of years working out the best way for it and then doing it at the end and it's all good. And
1: someone, I said, offered us a kitchen that was being pulled out of a house. It was a a nice enough kitchen, you know, just laminate cupboards and whatever. But, like, when I do it, I want to be able to go, well, I use these things the most, I want them there. I use spot these spices and I use this many of these spices and I want all those spices there and then I can have all this other stuff over here and I want the flour here and this you know I just want it so that it's all nicely because it's it's I can't make the space bigger it's it's always going to be this tiny little kitchen so I've got to I've got to really think it through how I'm going to maximize everything so that it's not a pain in the ass to cook in
0: we were lucky that when we bought our house the people that owned it previously the guy was
1: a chef yep
0: so when we went in and did the viewing, and I could tell within thirty seconds that he was a chef, because there were a bunch of like Al'sco tea towels, you know, and every, like my house is full of tea towels. I'll wrap a knife up at work and take it home, or whatever. Yeah. There's just there's heaps of booze there, and there were Al's Co. tea towels, and his knives are good, and there were good cookbooks, not not real mumsy cookbooks. There yeah. were some some real chefy cookbooks, and I just went, all right, this guy's a chef, so yeah. and you know the oven's a good oven I mean it's a ceramic top electric oven but yeah. it's, a, it's a good like it's a they're, they're a not good. I think
1: the if I couldn't get this one going because like to, to put gas in is going to be a bit of a pain we, we don't have gas there's yeah. no it's all going to be bottled so I've got to it in Yeah. so if I couldn't get this one going I was going to go with a you know a ceramic top um, and one of the self-cleaning ovens Yeah. because my neighbour's got one of them she cooks all the time
0: yeah, yeah, we've got the one at work cleans
1: itself. Yeah, it's just a dream. freaking brilliant. Every day, just boop, done. Done. See you tomorrow morning, clean. Because if there's one, as my mum will tell you, if there's one thing I hate doing, it's freaking cleaning an oven. Yeah, yeah my oven at home is, I wouldn't
0: want to look in
1: it. Yeah. It wouldn't look good. Yeah, actually, the the one thing I do have now in my, in my armoury is we got a, a a render, a smokehouse cleaner. Yep. And we used to always have this shit-ass one at work and I, I do all the, the trials, all small good trials at work. We got a big commercial smokehouse at work. And um, so anyway, no one told me that we changed brands of render. We'd been bitching about this for ages, but I must have been on holidays or something the week that they decided to change it over. And so I go get a get the bottle of render, tip it into a bucket, and normally I just like tip it in the bucket, get a scrubbing brush, stick stick scrum brush in and sort of scrub it down. It'll take a good half an hour. Yeah. So do that start scrambling I'm like, oh, yeah, man, this it's coming off really easy today. And then my hand starts hands, itching. Yeah. And I'm just like I don't think this feels real good. And I go and wash it off and I, I would have lost maybe four or five layers of skin.
0: Yeah, the stuff that cleans the uh, arrow when it works. Yeah, you don't want to get that on your hands. No. Because it. I find that it doesn't you don't really notice it right away. But then the next day, you'll notice. and yeah, this this was this. like within
1: fifteen minutes, I got this deep itch. It was like yeah. little things crawling under my skin. I
0: noticed on my hand, it will just feel furry. Yeah, like just, yeah and and I, I like I just
1: lost. It was almost like out of a movie where the dude was trying to get rid of his fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> just to strip the skin. So now I've got like a big spray bottle, and I just spray it on, leave it there for thirty minutes, and then come back with the hose and just hose it all out. Yeah, I've, I've
0: done that in the past. I've taken. Just perfect. And my old team my old barbecue it was yeah. just Oh yeah, spray. actually
1: that's that's a good idea. I might I might uh, I might give it a spray on the barbecue. We got a, the twins' first birthday this weekend. Yep. So and um, you know I have snacks for the kids, but trying to decide what I'm gonna do that's at, at the same time easy but also half interesting yep. yeah. that I can do for sort of fifty people. So I was thinking, like a, like a like a lamb sort of meatball kofta skewer, Yep. But with putting some um, halloumi chunks on a skewer. Well, you're
0: not going to go wrong with halloumi. No one's going to say I don't want this. And
1: then just sort of forming the the lamb mince mix around it. Yep. And then just grilling them on the barbecue.
0: Problem with that is, is the halloumi going to get that nice? Sort of...
1: Yeah. So not not around. Oh, okay. So yeah. like, so if you've got, you know. Uh, two chunks of halloumi sort of form it in, but in in the gaps, yeah, put okay. put the mints in the gaps, so oh, you yeah. get the, the grill grilled halloumi and the and yeah. the and the bit of mince. I don't know. No, mate,
0: that sounds great. Mm. I wouldn't stand no out that. Roll them in a bit of sumac.
1: And, mm. and there you go. Yeah. So, all right, we should wind it up. Give us a plug. When's this? When's this baby gonna be open?
0: Old mate's coming in tomorrow to build a deck. He reckons three weeks. So three I'm, weeks. Say, I'm saying four or four and a half weeks until we're open. Fingers crossed.
1: So this will probably be up in two weeks. So I might, I might drop you a line and get and see if you've got a, a start date. When I drop I'm that, say
0: first last week of February, first week of March. First
1: week of March. All right. So and that's, and we will there be a big opening party.
0: We with the possible campaign, we sold tickets to our opening night because yeah. we we brewed a beer with uh with Mountain Goat. Oh, nice! John, oh. And my business partner and the bar manager here went down, and they brewed a uh, a watermelon ale. Oh, nice! So we get the kegs kegs of that.
1: We should have been drinking Mountain Goat today. i almost bought some Mountain Goat. The,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much exclusively drink Mountain Goat when I'm here, just because they they did it that solid. So, but yeah, the, we get the kegs of that. In a couple of weeks, so we're putting on okay that for our opening and all the people that, that pledged towards the that's the the opening party of be then and then we will have sort of an open opening week and yep. we'll do specials and, and stuff like that and yeah hopefully last week of February I really want it to be last week of February because I want to be able to leave my job asap and, yeah, and start yeah. doing this
1: and what sort of hours is going to be opening?
0: At this stage, it'll be just nights, Yeah. Um, probably four or five nights a week. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, definitely.
1: Maybe so more. when you say nights, like afternoon into nights? I'll be thinking
0: kitchen opens at five, maybe yep. shuts at nine, Yeah. kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so you um, still be able to get your after work drinks, yeah. yeah
0: maybe a bit different Saturday, Sunday, we might open at three and, yep. and, and do something similar. Cool. it be the bar, I'd say we'll open at three o'clock daily
1: and just one name for the whole place or are you going to have a name for the food truck and name the food
0: for... truck is Red Robin Supper Truck yep. just Red Robin Supper Club was the thing so now it's the truck and the bar is Death Valley
1: Death Valley and I will whack links up for all of that in the show notes Jeez. now that I am a professional podcaster that does show notes <laughs> which I did today I did all the show notes had links and everything and my browser crashed and I lost the whole thing I was not very happy There you go. All right. Thanks, Rory. Cheers. Cheers.